you better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, squirrels, I'm loving it. McDonald's, uh, they're not a sponsor, or are they? You tell us. Hey, my name is Vicky Lex. I am the podcast host for Squirrel Talk. We're doing RuPaul's Drive Race season 13. But she just drove through the drive-thru. It's Selena Vile. Hey, hey, it wasn't McDonald's. It was A&W. What's the theme song for A&W? But um, but um, but um, but is it, I know that's Pink Panther. That's Pink Panther. Um, I'm not sure if they have one. I remember the. Do you know the A and W root bear? Yes, we all know the A and W root bear. Well, no, I don't think it exists anymore. But the kids like it used to in our age. It was an important part of our cultural upbringing. I won. I won a root beer, a root bear, a root bear, uh, from doing Did you? Like, a coloring contest when I was a kid. All the coloring contests. But I didn't find out till months afterwards that I had won it. So the because? whole time, I thought I did the best job and I was so proud of myself. And I didn't find out till months later. And then my mom showed up to school with a root bear and was like, you won. And I'm almost wondering if she bought that just because. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Why did she show up to school with it? Was it a, what is it, a school contest? No, it was through NW. She just showed up with it. Why'd she yeah. go to your school? <laughs> She was picking me up from school. Oh, I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Maybe, so you, no, you definitely won. And because you lived in the in the boonies, it took a while for it to get to you. Could be, could be. <laughs> I definitely won that contest. Listen. They had to attach that bear to a moose and send it up to you. <laughs> your little area. Listen, back in Telqua. I say I'm from Smithers, but I'm actually really from Telqua. What's Telqua? It's like a town like 10 kilometers away from Smithers. It's even smaller. The only thing there is like a corner store. Literally, that's it. Um, All like corner gas. Yeah. And then I just, our, my elementary school was there. That's cute. Yeah. Telqua, BC. Shout out to you, Telqua. <laughs> Tell us all about Telqua. How, how are you? Besides you mowing down on what do you have? Fish or filet? Oh God, no, I would never get fish from a fast food place. Um, I got the chubby chicken combo. Oh, I love AW. It's probably my favorite fast food. Is it really? I'm not a huge fan. Uh, it's my favorite. I don't like McDonald's. I don't like I never went to Wendy's. Don't like Wendy's. Don't like it. Oh. I don't like Burger Burger King. Oh, I'm um, a Burger King fiend. No, well, we never had it, so I never got to try it. So I actually don't know it. Um, you know, there is one in between our homes. I know I've never been because I've never I'm too I'm too shy to walk in the door. Too shy? I've I'm I've never been in a Burger King. Oh, I promise Dairy, you it's harmless. Dairy Queen, I like I like the the um what are those called? The Frosties? What are they called when you tip it upside down? The sorry, which one Dairy Queen? The the blizzards. Blizzards. Oh my god. Yeah. And the ice cream cakes, that's my favorite birthday cake. Ice cream cake. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, I can't eat cake. I only eat, I only eat ice cream cake. Oh, ice cream cake is the best cake. Oh my god, my next birthday, give me an ice cream cake, okay? What kind do you like? Mm, like I, I'm kind of a slut for like um a chocolate chip peppermint. Chocolate chip peppermint. Really? Wait, 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 okay. uh, uh, chocolate uh, minty chocolate chip. That's what they call it. Right, mint chocolate chip. Okay. I don't know why I love it. It's like toothpaste. <laughs> See, I'm. I'm fussy on um, a pre, uh, uh, 
praline and cream uh, ice cream cake. Praline. Which, What's the, what is a praline? It's like a nut. I guess, I'm not. I have no idea. I have no idea <laughs> until I was like 31. I thought it was called praline and cream because that's how my mom pronounces it. Praline and cream. Praline. Praline and cream. <laughs> praline. Oh my god. Yeah. Praline. Pra praline. 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 It's a nut. I have. I can't. I can't tell you. But what's the flavor? Is it like a butterscotch flavor? Uh, nutty. It must taste nutty. Listen, I'm not good with tastes. If I lost my taste buds today, it, I wouldn't even notice. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Don't put that into the universe. Mm, it's one of the symptoms of COVID. Mm, not good, not good, not good. Um, yeah, praline, 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 praline. Lovely. Um, thank you. Um, it's going to be my new uh, comedy EP parody album. Yeah. Mm. I'm kidding. I don't have the wherewithal <laughs> to get my shit together. Okay, what are we talking? We're talking RuPaul's Drag Race, season 13, branding. Talking about branding. It's fast food. Branding. Soda pops. Did you say Sailor Pops? Soda pops. Soda pops. Got it. Now, is it American? No, who, who says pop? Is that Canadians that say pop? Canadians say pop, Americans say soda. They say sodas. Sodas, like Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. And we say pop. Pop. Yeah, give, uh, give me a pop. Give me a pop. Hey, Ma, yeah. give me a pop. I don't ever say either. I say soft drink. <laughs> soft drink. That's so bougie. Is it? Bring my soft drink. <laughs> <laughs> Soft drink. I would never call it a soft drink. Are you kidding? Soft drink? Yeah. What's your favorite soft drink? Um. Okay, there's a there's a few. Uh, so I could drink like four cans of Coke a day and I'll be happy. You're, first of all, you're obsessed with soft drinks. I am. That's, that's, However, your, that's, that's your vice. It absolutely is my vice. And I want you to know I have been very good at only drinking water. I'll have a soft drink like maybe a couple times a month. Okay, good for you. Yeah, I try to only drink water because I actually really like the taste of water and I'm so unhealthy that I have to find ways to not be completely unhealthy. <laughs> but you love your Coca-Cola. I do, I love a Coca-Cola. I also love my root beer. I actually just had one with my A&W because what are you going to get at A&W? A root beer, obviously. I like a root um, beer. I don't like Coke though. I don't like Coke or Pepsi. Don't like them at oh, all. No. Okay. But you know what? I wasn't allowed to drink Coke or like have beef as a kid. So that's probably why. You were, yeah, you were one of those families. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I love a ginger ale. Ginger ale's great. I love it. A cranberry that's ginger the, ale. I, honestly, I don't drink pop like ever, like ever. I can't remember the last time, but I will drink a ginger ale here and there. Do you have a soda stream in your house? Yeah, I have a soda stream, but it's soda water. Right. But, but it's like making your own pop. Yeah, but it's like it's like mine is like lime, lime and lime and coriander. Mm. What is coriander? About herb. Okay. All right, let's get into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> coriander would be a great drag king name. Coriander, baby, I love you. Okay, here we go. Uh, who went home? Denali. I'm gonna say 
Denali going home for me was when the season really started, I feel. I'm feeling like <laughs> I'm finally engaging for the first time and I'm like, oh, the race is on now. Great. Yeah. Did you feel that? Oh, for sure. I almost felt like, oh, that was the wrong choice. Um, so I don't want to watch anymore. But you're right. No, it does kick the show into high gear because it's like, all right, this is anybody's game now. Anybody could win this. Anybody could lose this. Yeah, so I, I, in my mind, I'm like, Denali went home first this season. This was the first episode. Yeah. So, I mean, there's probably 10 more episodes. So the new season starts now anyways. We were in preseason. Welcome to season 13, part two. <laughs> there's a preseason, season, season, after season. <laughs> okay. Um, and then also, it bothers me that Olivia doesn't know how to clean a mirror. I don't know why. It just pisses me off. That this bitch can't even wipe down a fucking mirror. She seems very delicate. <laughs> I feel like her mom does a lot for her. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think this is very apparent where they're all watching and they're like, do you know what you're doing? No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she gets, she gives that vibe of like just a smiley person that just like gets everything because of the smile. Yes. Right. Yeah. But you know, power to you. If, if you can manipulate people with a big toothy grin, power to you, gal. Yeah. Power to you. I do like that. She's like, that she said she was okay with people saying her name on the runway, that there was no hard feelings there. Yeah, and um, Candy's beside herself. Yeah, Candy does not understand that concept. <laughs> that somebody would be so chill saying their name. Meanwhile, one person said Candy's name, and she's like, I'm telling you, you said what? She's just like, <laughs> yeah. She just, like, threw it down on the runway. Yeah. <clears throat> Differences in, you know, I... I yeah, I think that is Olivia's person. I don't think she's putting that on. I think she probably is okay with that. Yeah, because I mean, like, I think she understands that A, her her makeover was terrible, and B, um, you gotta say somebody. You gotta say what? You gotta say somebody. You gotta also, say like, somebody. The, the person that they name is never the person who goes home anyway, so it's almost better to have your name said. Yeah, it never really matters. I mean, honestly, say candy it gives attention to you, girl. Good attention. Any attention is better than no attention. Yeah. And mm. she loves attention. That she does. She's an intention uh, orbiting suck in the room. <laughs> so that is it. We're in the next day, right? Yeah, we're in the next day. We're in the next day. The gals are all there. We're talking about math questions with Candy. She apparently is real bad at math. I am too. She's also clairvoyant um, because this is going to come up immediately. How convenient. Yeah, how convenient indeed. I wonder if Char Margolis saw that coming. Char, what did Clara the Cow tell you about Candy and her math? Oh boy, don't get me started on Clara this episode. It makes me real uncomfortable. Okay, so here we go. We're getting into the mini challenge where Paul comes in. It's called, Are You Smarter Than the Pit Crew? Um, yeah, they totally stole this concept from Bombay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so it's actually a local thing that's been happening really well on the uh, speakeasy uh, Twitch stream. I don't know if these are the right words I'm saying. Yeah, it's on the Speakeasy channel, uh, Twitch channel, which you can find at speakeasy-tv.com every Monday night at nine o'clock. Um, Bombay hosts Are You Smarter Than, where they have two drag artists compete in a series of trivia questions that make no sense. That's right. And our own chances showers. Has her own late night TV show through uh, the Speakeasy as well. 
that's on Tuesdays at 10. So go check them out. And uh, I think it's really great that they've discovered a way to do these kind of interactive, sh- they're really like high tech shows that they're doing. They're they've got green screens, all, all kinds of shit is happening, but they're really, it's really kind of incredible how drag has found a way to survive. As Jeff Goldblum would say, what did he say in Jurassic Park? Uh, life, life finds a way. Life finds a way. Yeah. And actually, I want to give a shout out to the person who led the way, which is Lizzie Renault, who owns the Speakeasy Tattoo Shop, which is also the Speakeasy um, Twitch channel, who helped all these drag performers get online. And she's been like an, an invaluable resource in getting everybody to... Um, to move online and put on quality shows with like fantastic graphics, hilarious content that isn't just lip syncing. Yeah, it's beyond just doing like a Facebook Live or Instagram Live. It's really like well put together shows. So check, go check them out. Yeah. If you want to see some live drag, you can see it still. Don't worry. You don't need to go to the bar. You can go online. Yeah. And check us out on Instagram at uh, Squirrel Talk Podcast. We'll do a little post about Speakeasy. There we go. So they are doing Are You Smarter Than a Pit Crew? And the Pit Crew comes on to ask them questions about former drag race contestants and iconic things. Real simple questions because they're real simple people. Yeah, I mean, they're all like drag race related questions that like everybody who's on drag race should know because you should have been watching the show and been a fan of it to begin with. Yeah, I mean, who says back rolls? (laughs) Yeah. If you don't know that by now, you should probably get out. Yeah, who said look over there? If you didn't watch last season, why are you here? The only thing that stood out for me was just when Olivia like clued in for Alexis Mateos. Bam! Utica. Utica. What, what did I say? Olivia. Oh, sorry. Utica buzzed in for that. She didn't know. Yeah. And I was like, girl. I mean, she knew the catchphrases. She knew the chorizo part. Like, she just couldn't remember the name. Um, she was just too excited. Don't buzz the buzzer then. You're too excited. You had buzzer hands. Jeopardy with the people that buzz in and they're like, oh, I don't know. Don't waste my time. Don't waste my time. Oh. Get your hand off the buzzer. I like that we got to see Wintergreen again. Sorry, just still there. Wintergreen. Oh, the um, the uh, the makeover uh, production director. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wintergreen. I forgot his name. Yeah. Yeah, so there's some fun drag race throwbacks uh, thrown by the pit crew. And the winner is Candy doing a math question of all things. Yeah, how did that happen? How convenient. How convenient indeed. Everything is just very convenient. (laughs) And how convenient also that she won the exact prize amount that she was getting wrong in the first place. The $2,500 versus $25,000. I wonder if they filmed that after or do we, that, cause that's, that's way too convenient. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I don't understand what happened there. Either it was um, a coincidental serendipitous moment or producers are really producing. <laughs> or this is, a fully um, written uh, dramedy. <laughs> I'm beginning to lean towards the latter. Okay, as I as I've been watching the show for many years now. Okay, so the yeah. challenge is the Majesty Challenge. RuPaul tells them it's branding challenge. 
um, creating your own commercials. We kind of get this every season, kind of, not every season, um, but there's a commercial usually, but this one is branding specific. Correct. They have, to brand them, they have to brand their own soda can. And it's a soda can, which is what it's going to be about. You know, they've done the fragrances with Alyssa's Secret, Red for Filth, you know. They've done soup cans. One soup where they had to dress as soup cans. I don't really remember that one. What season was that? That was All Stars 3. Oh my um, God. Remember Bibi Zahra Benet walking down in like uh, an arashid, like a peanut um, flavored soup yeah vaguely now i've totally forgot about the soup can yeah some of the stuff they come up with i swear to god who writes this stuff <laughs> it's literally a bunch of squirrels on typewriters <laughs> <laughs> i have a great idea <laughs> <laughs> okay so they're coming up with their concepts and they have to basically when you're doing shooting uh, anything film wise you have to come up with them um, with the storyboard way, storyboard where the moments because you got to do um shot by shot right so yes the moments that are one look you shoot those first the moments that are another look you shoot those after if there's water happening you shoot that at the very end because your whole looks are going to be fucked and got nick is doing a lot so she's got she's going to be pouring water all over herself she's got to figure out where she's putting that it has to be at the end blah 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 yeah now got is is making a, her, his job harder for him because he's doing it He's writing his storyboard out of sequence. He's writing it in the sequence he wants to film in, as opposed to the sequence that it should be edited into, which is the way you should be laying it out. Yeah. So yeah. everything's just confabulated and kerfuffled. Yeah. If you've not done it before, it can be very confusing because we yeah. always we think linearly of like how and people when they watch TV series they don't realize they shoot it all out of order. Nothing is ever shot in order. That's why we I said I wonder if they shot that moment with candy after the thing it's totally possible they did that it is um going back to the the challenge by the way bryce is an ice astrophysicist wait in real life yeah he's like a like he's like a rocket scientist huh? is that why he has no personality <laughs> yes interesting but like are you smarter than i'm like i don't know bryce seems to have it together i don't know yeah bryce is a pretty smart he does, he does come off as the stupidest yeah so you know what you he's know what? just the most awkward that's true listen i love him i love a straight redhead that's awkward and into science mm-hmm. Oof, god that just turned me on real hard Oof. <laughs> <laughs> down girl all right so um yeah so what oh so we're doing um we're getting into it <laughs> Well, do you want to talk about Jada first? Because Jada pops in. Right. So, woo! Alarms go off and they go up to the screen. They're like, oh my God, Anne Hathaway's back. And it's <laughs> Jada Essence Hall this time. And, but you know what? She just got out of the shower and she is uh, <laughs> drying off for the girls <laughs> with this wet hair. Yeah. No, Jada's cute. Jada's the best. We love Jada. I'm so happy to see her on the show. She's great. Just like, and I, I just like her dynamic voice. <laughs> like her voice just really like, if you're in a room, you're going to hear her and you're going to know where she is. Yeah. You know, she's just got that voice that's just like, look over there. Like, I know where you are in the room. Oh, there she is. She's such a perfect winner. She's like flawless to look at. Really funny. Just a generous, open 
kind personality. I'm so happy she won. Yeah, me too. I thought she was the perfect winner for that season. So she's back to give the girls advice. And a lot of them are picking their minds in terms of like, did you think you were always the winner? Mostly Rosé. Did you think Ellie was going to be in the top four? Yeah, mostly Rosé asking like, so are you like me and thinking you've won the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> and Jada's like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't think that. And then Rosé's like, oh, same. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, yeah. Rosé is definitely like, oh, I see myself as you, Jada, for sure. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to be top four, right? I'm going to I'm gonna win? I'm going to win this? Yeah. Um, yeah. Very happy to have her back. What, what did she tell them about? Was she there to talk branding? She was like, you got to brand. What did she say? Uh, no, I'm not really, I'm not really sure the purpose of this. I think she was just there to like give them a boost of like, you're almost at the end. Let's keep trucking. You can do this. Right. And she probably was like, and where's my sister Kimora? Have you got, where'd she go? Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> They're like Kimora. Oh girl. She left a month ago. <laughs> like, oh, that's right. She goes, I heard Denali was here too. Where's she? <laughs> oh yeah. Denali. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. Well, there you go. Not going to be two winners from Chicago in a row. Oh, heavens no. Oh, heavens no. All right, so we're going to get into the filming now, right? Yes, let's do it. So should we just talk about this uh, in the filming, in the actual production that they showed to the judges? Why not, right? Um, sure. Yeah. So first up is Tita Berter, and she's giving us a 50s housewife moment. Wait, I have a question. What? Are we going to talk about the makeup mirror or are we going to do that after this? After this. Okay, gotcha. I still want to talk about this twice. Yeah. <laughs> so she's giving a 50s housewife. Um, and her, her, what's her brand called? Burning Up. Burning. I'm burning up. Bum, and it's, bum, bum, bum. it's a very Tita Burger can. It's very red, orange, and yellow. Mm-hmm. Where I'm, and, I'm feeling really good that everybody's getting real tired of it. At the bottom of the can, it says, hell yeah. Right, so the whole commercial idea is her being this like um, angelic housewife who takes a drink of this thing and then she turns into like the, you know, a rebellious um, um, hellfire woman. Yes. Right. Um, how did you feel about the commercial? Um, anything in the rehearsal that stood out first for you? Uh, just the fact that it was another one of those, repeat this line and say it the funny way, but then she keeps saying it the non-funny way. Oh, yes, 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 with Ross. I don't know what Ross's deal is with this. But Ross, Ross was right. Ross was right. The way she was saying it just didn't hit as well as, the, as his line. It did. But, she, I, but Ross is just, like, determined to, like, get them to say it that way. But it's like, Ross, just let it go. They're not going to get it. I think Ross was correct in that moment. I guess, but this is the second time we saw this moment in the season. Well, people need to listen. <laughs> well, they're not. They don't get it. All right. For me, for me, it was weird with Ross. I was like, okay, Ross, like, let it go. Let her, let her crash and burn on her own. That's it. She's a burner. She's a burner. And then the actual showing of the commercial, um, I felt they were really harping on her, like, just doing too much of herself. But that was the brand. <laughs> so yes. it was a little confusing for me. And obviously for Tina. Yes, it was confusing for Tina. It was confusing for you. It was confusing as fuck for me. I enjoyed her commercial. I understood what she was doing. The audience understood what she was doing. 
it was clear. She did a good job with it. She showed us her brand, which was the challenge. Right. And I like, I got that. It wasn't my favorite commercial and I didn't think it was hilarious, but I got no. like, what she, what she was selling. I mean, I just explained it to it. The, like I was able to explain it concisely, whereas the other ones I'm not going to be able to. So exactly. I was just confused on that. It may, it was like they, they decided it was Tina's time to go home and they were going to say anything to send her home. I guess so. I mean, they were really just going on this, like you keep go, giving the same thing, but I'm like, she hasn't given the housewife look. Because even in, un- in Untucked, Candy was like, well, you do the housewife thing a lot. She goes, well, I did it once and it was last week on another branding challenge. On so, somebody else. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, it was weird. It was weird. I just, I wasn't sure. Um, I mean, the whole the red, yellow, I mean, we were sick of that. I'm certainly sick of that. That's a different conversation you could have had with her, but maybe have it before this week. Like, Seriously. So that was uh, burning up. And then we get into who's next? Um, uh, Rosé? Rosé. Doing Rosé-ed. Yes, so, Rosé-ed. Uh, basically, this um, is a hangover remedy. It's like a wine cooler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's about something about perfection. I didn't get the perfection part. Oh, yeah, something about being too perfect. Yeah. But her being too perfect. Yeah. So I thought she had funny moments. Like, I like the, the cutaways and the cut to her face, like the makeup and stuff. Um, so I thought there was funny moments, and I thought she was, like, comedic. <laughs> I didn't think she was a comedy queen. I thought she was comedic. Thank you. Uh, but I wasn't crazy about this one. No. I don't understand what the judges raved about because I thought it came across, as Candy said, she goes, you're, you're trying to use your image as being perfect by putting on this thing, making fun of yourself being perfect, but really you're just being perfect while you're doing it. So it's not making fun of you being perfect because you're just perfect. Um, I just, I didn't get the story. I didn't get much comedy from it. I don't see what the judges were seeing. I hated it. In terms of branding, it was branding. I mean, both Tina and Rose probably have the strongest branding, I would say, in terms of like they color code themselves, right? Sure, so, in terms of colors, yes. That translates really well to a product for sure. Um, so Rose, Rose, it makes sense. Got it. So in terms of branding that way, it made sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about this one. I just, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was safe, if anything. Yes. Yes, I was confused by the praise. Uh, yeah, all right. I, okay, who's after this? I'm doing this Olivia live. filmed her commercial next with Liv. Right, Olivia Lux, Liv. So her notes in rehearsal was that she couldn't stop smiling. Uh-huh. And uh, that was kind of it. <laughs> like her, her product was to like, you, you, you're unhappy and you're unknowing of where you're going in life. And then when you drink this, you are happy. Uh-huh. Pretty simple. Simple concept, terrible commercial. Now, I see, I didn't hate this one either though, to be honest. I actually liked when she was like doing her little, her little run with like her short little steps. That was funny to me. And like was running it? through, she was running through the jungle, crawling through the desert. I, for me, that was funny. 
I did think I did like her going through the like a snowstorm into the desert that that I, that I read but then the rest of it like once she drank the can I was like and just in terms what do we of do bra- this in terms of branding I wasn't getting a branding aspect of it so there's a lot of things here it's like the commercial and then the branding you know yeah in terms of commercial I actually kind of liked your commercial but in branding I was like I still don't know who you are necessarily this was one of the worst commercials for me it was one of the, it was like bottom three for me and then they do a cutaway to her and her confessionals being like, you love, you learn. She's like, oh my God, I came up with that. These queens need to realize their history. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, Alanis is uh, not happy about this, Olivia. I mean, I'm pretty sure she was half joking with that. I don't think she was that serious that she's a genius. I feel um, like the younger generation is watching this show and being like, yes, queen, work. You came up with that. Like They probably have no idea who Alanis is. Yeah. But I mean, Alanis didn't invent You Live, You Learn. No, the, um, you know. Um, the song. Home Sense did. <laughs> yeah, Home Sense did, of course. A day cow for your Who home. was after Olivia as Simone, right? My name's Simone and I'm here for the throne. Right, so it's called Sweet Tooth. Sorry, Sweet Tooth with Sweet an F. Tooth with an F? Sweet Tooth. Oh, did yeah, they? Yeah, T-O-O-F. Is that how they spelled it? Tooth? Yeah, Sweet Tooth. Oh, I love that even more. Right? So she comes on. She's very funny. This is just like, give her a crown or scepter already. Yes. She, so this is the difference between Rosé and, well, Rosé was funny to me, but like Simone is just like effortlessly funny. Like she can just Effortlessly funny. And she does this thing where it's like, you literally can make any word funny. You really can. And a lot of people don't understand that with like, that's probably Ross's thing where he keeps drilling that into people. But Simone has no problem making any word funny. Well, we see the difference. Like we see him tell Tina, do this funnier, and then she can't get it. Whereas he says to Simone, try it deadpan, and then she nails it immediately. Yeah, she gets the, she gets the nuts right away. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I can do that. And then I, it, the first take was even good, but then she got it even better. Yeah. Which to me just speaks to like Simone, like, fuck, ugh, give, her, give her the fucking scepter. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Why do I have to watch five more episodes of this? Come on, we already know. I will say they harped on tina for like not giving us anything new we've seen this from you before we've seen simone do this exact character every single week since the beginning and we love it we eat it up i love it i never want her to stop however we have to acknowledge that it is the same character every time i don't think it's the same character this is a different character from the factory character um it's It's the same voice basically no it was different for me it was different for me um, and I mean, Tina did a different character from that as well, even, and from the other thing. So it's not like she's doing the same character. It's just like the same, um, the same one note with the character she's doing, if that makes sense for Tina. It's one note where Simone has variety in the character she's doing, if that makes any sense. I actually think Tina has a little bit more variety than Simone does. Like S- Simone has variety in her looks. Um, but in terms of the character, I'm always seeing the same character, which I'm not complaining about. Like, I love it and I want her to keep doing it, but I think it should be pointed out. I don't see that. I actually disagree. I totally disagree. We're going to fight about it. We're going to fight about it. I'm going to throw a can at your head. <gasps> Speaking of which, here comes Utica. <laughs> <laughs> Utica with Utican. <laughs> which she drops on the ground and goes, did you get that? Did you catch that? Okay, so where to start? So, okay, rehearsals. Claire the cow. 
So I can see why um, Clara came to shower in a reading because apparently Utica and Clara have a long-term relationship. <laughs> there appears to be some kind of connection there that goes beyond just cow and human. Uh-huh. Um, I never wanted to see a drag queen blow a cow and I, I had to watch it. Well, speak for yourself because I wanted to see it. I didn't. And she sucked those udders and it made me uncomfortable. I don't like when, you know, there's a scene in the Star Wars movie where Luke Skywalker sucks on this alien tit. To get oh, milk. is there? I gotta watch this movie. To get milk. And every time I watch it, I'm just like, ugh. Like it's so, <laughs> something about it is so disturbing to me. And just yeah. like watching Utica do that, I was just like, please, somebody cut. <laughs> I was into it. Um, no, I wasn't. It was a terrible commercial. Like, the judging she got was accurate. You tell, you tell me the concept. No, I can't. <laughs> you, you explain this to me. <laughs> it's something about being sad and then not being sad. Okay. Uh, so it's like tequila. And then, but you have to lick it. You don't even drink it. You lick the can. Uh-huh. I lick, like the whole licking thing is just like, stop with the idea. Stop. You don't, you don't need to lick the can. Where did the udder come from? Like, why did she need a cow there? Because she fed, they gave the cow the can, the cow drank it, and then it had to process it through the cow. She had to drink it through the cow. Wow. Isn't that sick? Isn't that sick? This person's yeah. supposed to be a part of like Jesus, a Jesus club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did like that one of the ingredients was, what was it about Jesus? Je the blood of Jesus or something? Yeah. So, yeah. The blood Sometimes. of Christ? Some kind of shout out to her Christian homies. Yeah, but it was like almost satanic. It was cool. <laughs> well, I think she, I, no, actually, I have no idea how she perceives herself because this was bizarre. <laughs> She's a Seventh-day Adventist. Yeah, it was, somebody, listen, somebody got, all these commercials were oddly sexual in some way. Like somebody, somebody, there's a sexual, there's a sexual thing for anybody out there. And I guarantee one person got off to any one of these commercials. I was that person. You were getting off to Utica's commercial for sure. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. I was a Christian person sitting in my armchair being like, I am not watching this. Where's my remote? You were Tamara getting baptized. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I hated this commercial. It was terrible. It was terrible. And stop. And stop. All right. Here comes Candy Muse giving us the K special. The K is for candy. Don't worry. It's not drugs. I'm pretty sure this was, I'm pretty sure one of the ingredients was ketamine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Coca-Cola had cocaine. This has got, Shirley's got ket ketamine. True story. <laughs> People never talk about that. Like Coke used to have Coke. Yeah. And if you look at the, at the script writing of Coca-Cola and you turn it on its side, it's somebody taking a hit of acid or something like that. <laughs> There's a lot of subliminal messaging in those things. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this is one of those. I mean, it's kind of clever in terms of like, yeah, put the drugs in your drink. Why not? Sure. <laughs> what did you think of this commercial? I fucking hated it. Did you? I didn't understand it. I thought it was, I didn't get the milk. I didn't get anything about it. And I didn't like it. Oh, see, I like this commercial. I thought it was actually really funny. What'd you like about it? I like that it was, a, it was clearly this was like a drug reference, um, but I liked uh -huh. that it was a play on it and it was funny. And when they were like sitting on the green screen chairs floating in space, being like, oh, <laughs> like just the way Candy talks. Yeah. It was very funny to me. And then when she was like coming off her drug trip, she had to have some milk. 
Is that a thing? Yeah, people have crazy drug, drug trip experiences. But the milk thing? What's the milk thing all about? I don't know. That was her thought on it. I don't know. I don't know. I can't understand the milk thing. It was funny. I didn't think it was funny. I didn't think it was at its place. That I seagull think... is walking across the parking lot and is so adorable. You're so funny. The That's seagull... funny. The seagull from yesterday is back. Uh-huh. Listen, do you want me to open the window again so you can hear them? The seagull is loving you. <laughs> There's several seagulls. Um, but no, I just, I didn't like this. I didn't get it. I didn't, I didn't care for it. Oh, see, I thought it was one of the stronger ones. First, I thought it was Simone and then Candy in my mind. Okay. I really liked it. I thought it was very, and I thought it was fun for Candy because Candy is a big personality. She just owned herself and she delivered branding on Candy Muse. It was, it was, it was she had this moment of alone in the VIP, which is very much her thing. Yeah, um, that's her brand. Right. So I, I got it and I loved it. Sure. Runway, yeah, okay. runway is a different story. Uh-huh. We'll <laughs> talk about that. This was a really good commercial for me for her. All right, good. And then after Candy was Got Make, right? Yep. So it's Got Make Scott Sex Sex Juice. That's the one. One and only. What did you think of this one? I really enjoyed it. I didn't. I didn't see what the judges didn't see. We're on different pages today. Um, I just thought it was really clear. It was like you acting like an idiot and then you drink this and you're still acting like an idiot, but you're sexy about it. Like you, you just feel sexy doing it. So like, I'm still going to fart, but like now it's like, it's like my sex thing. I got that. I think, I mean, it was too complicated. The, the concept was a little too complicated. I felt, and I didn't see the difference. There was no difference between the first and the second for me. Yeah, um, I think the difference needed to be way bigger and they needed to direct her better at that, but they didn't understand what they were doing. And, um, but I got it. How? <laughs> I, think I think it was well explained. <laughs> I think you're the only person who got it. I don't think, I didn't get it. The judges didn't get it. Carson and Ross certainly didn't get it. You were really on the judges' side today. I really am. And like, listen, I see through that shit, but like this one, I just didn't get. I liked, I liked her and I liked, I liked the branding aspect she took with it. But for me, it didn't make any sense in terms of there was no difference between the before and after of having the drink. And then the drink doesn't tell me who you are. Got the only thing I did not juice. like about it, the only thing I didn't like about it was that she was doing Paris Hilton's voice again. Yeah, she was doing, a, she was a Paris Hilton character basically, right? So yeah, listen, I love God Make. I've been a big fan of them now, but this commercial for me was one of the weaker ones for sure. I liked it. I also like that Gottmik laughs a lot. I think that's really great. They've got a great sense of humor. Yeah. And they showed it in this commercial. So, I, that, you know, I'm not questioning that. But mm -hmm. I just thought the way it was executed by them wasn't, didn't sell it for me. Okay. There right. it is. There it is. There it is. That's it, right? That's all of them? That is all of them. We did it. Oof, my God, there's still a lot of queens on this season. Okay, so let's, I guess we're getting into, no, we're getting into the makeup mirror before the runway, yeah? Yeah. Um, and immediately everyone's like, my commercial was great. I did a wonderful job. I can't wait to watch my commercial. <laughs> and Gottmik's like, we're just the biggest group of narcissists over here. We just love ourselves. Welcome to drag. That is every single drag artist that exists. Yeah. <laughs> They all think the best at everything they do. And we are not excluded from that. <laughs> we are not, and neither is Rosé. Rosé, 
because they asked, what's your brand back home? And Rosé's like, I really brand myself as a comedy queen. And I love that you all, you just hear Tina in the background going, do you? <laughs> I, I, I did really appreciate that. She's like, Rosé and comedy queen are not something I would say in the same sentence. Yeah. Because I we've been saying that from the beginning where we're like, I think she can be funny. I think she has a sense of humor. Is she yeah. a comedy queen? No. And I get tired of people who claim themselves to be this if they don't do the work. It's a uh -huh. job to be a comedy queen. You have to train yourself to do that stuff. You can be funny, but if you don't do the work of that stuff, don't take don't take it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Rose's like, I think I'm funnier than Tina. And it's like, bitch, you're not. Like. You might Honestly, not think Tina's funny, but you're not funnier. Neither Tina nor Rosé are funny. <laughs> I think um, I think we both believe that, but I'm like, you're funny in terms of like New York City Broadway drag, okay? Like, sure. Yeah. Um, but like, the Bianca Del Rio's, they are not. This is correct. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I, I wonder who, I mean, there are some stand-up, like, funny, like, there's some really funny queens in New York still, right? They're, they're still, they're still there. Oh, completely, yeah. Yeah, like, they're not gone. No. <laughs> I would like to see some more of them on. I mean, Jackie's very funny. Jackie was very funny. Yeah, Jackie's funny. I would say Jackie's more of a comedy queen than either of these girls. Yes. She's a little more cerebral, but yeah, she's funny. Well, she's like a sketch comedy. You know, she does a lot of that. I mean, she does that stuff. She does that stuff in New York. Yeah. yeah. She does her cabarets and stuff. Yeah. Anyways, um, so we put this to rest. Rosé is not a comedian. Done. It's official. Tina has confirmed it. She's not a comedian. Um, Candy gives us a, her, a little bit more of her backstory. Um, of her being gay bashed in grade seven where they broke her arm and left her with a permanent scar. Um, right, Have you? did you ever experience anything like that yourself? No, I had it really easy. Um, we had a kid, I was best friends with another kid that we all thought was gay and he got made fun of a lot for being gay. Uh, and then as we grew up and reunited, it turns out that he's married to a woman and I'm super gay. So here we are. Isn't that always how it is? Yeah. It's always the straightest people that in like school that are actually gay. Well, I wouldn't say he's the straightest person, but yeah. Well, no, I know a lot of like high school jocks that are like now very gay. Right. <laughs> Which is and hot. The, and like the nerdy guys that were always like called gay are just, you know, billionaires with their hot wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's that. And that's that. Were you ever um, harassed? Oh yeah, I used to move from school to school, but I had one school <gasps> that was real bad. You really? Yeah, I was. I got beaten up by a girl. No. Yeah, it was real bad. Um, and, and embarrassing, and uh, it was hard. <laughs> How old were you? I was grade seven. Wow. Yeah. So. You know, it happens. And, uh, Were you tiny? No, I was a right. Well, I was a taller. I was I was the gay kid in school. I was a weird gay kid in a small, small, like even a smaller town than anywhere else I've ever lived before. Right. So I was I was just I, I stood out a lot, and so people just I was an easy target. People stole my stuff all the time. Ah. Uh. I reported them to the the 
I don't even think I reported them. I just ended up getting my stuff back and somebody else reported them and they ended up getting suspended and then it was my fault. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, so. Wow. Yeah, so I've been through those things. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Anyways, I'm not in the makeup mirror. <laughs> no, you're just on a podcast. <laughs> That's right. Just spilling my beans on a podcast. <laughs> Out there for the world to hear. Speaking about beans, we're going to the runway, right? Yeah, let's take a little break and then, uh, and then talk about these outfits. We're going to take a break and be right back from our sponsors. Ah! Oh, that McDonald's commercial, ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Um, did Justin Timberlake start that? I don't know if he started it, but he was definitely part of it. I think he may have started it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I think he started it. It's very much what he would do. God damn it, Justin. You know, we haven't talked about the Free Britney thing. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Why would you talk about the Free Britney thing? <laughs> about Justin. Um, I did not watch the documentary. I've heard a lot about it. And um, I think it's it's uh, a very sad situation for Britney. And Justin Timberlake's a fucking dick, not just for what he did to her, but for what he did to Janet, Janet Jackson um, by letting her take the fall for Nipplegate. And, uh, and, you know, just like moving on with his career, which is based off of her brother's work. Which is this, it's the double standard again of like men versus women. And... Um... Yeah, I haven't watched it. I haven't been able to watch the documentary yet. Again, I'm not a Britney Spears stan. Like, I don't. Well, neither am I. No. I've never connected with her. I just don't. There's nothing. Nothing about Britney. I don't care. Um, but like this whole, I, this whole moment that she went through in that period of like 2007 ish, like with her in Paris and Lindsay. Um, yeah. It was really just like. I, don't know, I feel bad for anybody who was, and Amy Winehouse was like really put through this, and part of the reason why she passed away. Um, yes it was really well, just how they treated young girls like cr- the media yeah and like these people having the wrong team behind them and just yeah. like the label really putting them through the way ringer it's just very using them, yeah. using them yeah i think it's great that we're at a place now where we're talking about this super openly and like and changing the way um the way we allow these these fucking douchebags to take advantage of of poor young people who are like just trying to have their career. Yes, and even though like Britney Spears is very well, I mean, I, I don't even know what the whole situation is. I mean, she's fine. Listen, she's got lots of money. She's not <laughs> fine. Could, she's not fine. She's I, got a lot of. She's well, trapped. She, she's she is trapped, but like she's not having to struggle to get work. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, she's not financially struggling, but like emotionally, physically, apparently there is a meth addiction there that no one talks about. Like everybody just like keep like no one no one talks about it publicly but like all her dancers know like everyone in the industry knows that this girl has I mean, a method, you, can watch her, you can watch her videos and it's pretty apparent there's something happening there yeah like her, her most recent things that she's been coming out i think somebody posted something and i was like i didn't even recognize it was her and then i was like is that Brittany?" and they're like yeah i was like what <laughs> well, Brittany, yeah she's clearly going through things right uh, but my point with with that she's fine financially is just like there's a lot of people struggling financially and stuff so but she she is going through her own thing. It's like it's again. It's the same thing as like the grass is always greener. It's not. And you know what? Though she's super generous with her money. When when COVID first hit and everyone was in isolation, she said, 
tell me what you need and I'll give it to you. And people were like, I need diapers, please. And she's like, here's some money for diapers. And then like, she was literally giving people money. Okay. Well, I didn't know this either. There we go. Brittany yeah. Jean Spears. Yeah. She's a sweetheart. All right. Moving into the episode. We had a little. <laughs> a little sidetrack. A little fork <laughs> in the road there. Here we go. <laughs> the runway. So who are the judges? Michelle Bashage. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Carson and Ross. Uh-huh. It's just family tonight for some reason. Well, they were both directing it. Correct. It's nice to have them both there. And same with like on the US on the UK when they had Graham and Alan. I like when they're all there. Yeah. It's nice. It all is. Right. First, so the category is best. First. Um, this is, is this is everything I wear. <laughs> <laughs> is it i know these are your outfits this is my brand let me talk about branding uh, <laughs> okay here we go so first up is utica heidica utica utica um, utica is giving us a little like morticia maleficent furry though um black and yellow moment with horns it's funny to me how many of them went with like fun fur <laughs> The I know, right? I wonder if that was part of the prompt, but not all of them did it. But like, it, like it almost had like a furry, like a sexual furry reference yeah. to the runway. Um, yeah, I don't, that wouldn't have been. I mean, yeah, yeah, beast. You think of furry things as beasts, sure, yeah. But yeah, this is like a beautiful uh, faux fur black gown with like little fox taily things coming off of it. She's got them on her nails too. Makeup is uh. with contacts, some horns. Um, I, yeah, she I, looks I, stunning. I really love this, and they were like, they were judging her, and they said this is kind of basic. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> like, no, she took beast and she made it gown. Like, she it, made it like fashion. Maybe basic and compared to like what she usually does with like m- millions of different fabric pe- pieces put together. But this is still like a really stunning look. And that's the thing is like, they're not appreciating the fact that she's giving them glamour right now. Like, she's giving them beauty in this yeah. monster look. She's not being quirky. She's, I mean, to be a little quirky, she can't help herself, but she's like really giving kind of a, like a character runway, like this kind of monster diva runway. And like the fact that she chose the monster runway to, to give us beauty is so Utica. Like, I love that. I love this. This is a nut. Yeah, it's a nut for me, just me as well. Great. Two nuts. And Not then nut. here comes Candy. Uh-huh. Okay. So <laughs> this is, she's wearing a green, uh, green suit. She should have worn uh-huh. it yesterday. That'd be fun. And uh-huh. uh, an alien strapped to her back with a uh-huh. little fun fur on her private parts. Yep. That's it. Uh-huh. The alien is in purple. She's in she's in green. And then the alien's face is green. I don't understand why she didn't paint her face purple. Yeah. That for me would have just made this like 10 times better. It's not going to be better regardless, but like that would just make it make more sense. Uh huh. It's not giving me beast at all. <laughs> I don't know what she thought of this. <laughs> like, Seriously. Uh, it's like a blow up talk. It doesn't make any sense. That's what the judges said to like, I don't get this at all. Like, this is the most confusing look I think I may have ever seen on the show in, in terms of like the runway itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 odd. It's confusing. It's weird. It doesn't it doesn't fit the prompt. I don't get it. She has a blow up doll strapped to her back. Like what? Yeah. So this is a major nut. 
Huh? I'm kidding. It's a major cut. Oh, major good. cut to me. Wait, is it what? Hello, major cut. It's ground control to major cut. That's it. Thank you for finishing that. Thank you. Um, it's such a bad cut that I have to go to the hospital and get stitches. Oh my gosh. Put some yeah, gauze. Gu- Don't bleed out. <laughs> gushing. I'm gushing blood. Speaking about stitches, here comes uh, Bitches Get Stitches, Tina Percher. Bitches Get Stitches. She is giving us a stuffed animal that's been sewed back together a million different times. Kind of a little bunny rabbit, teddy bear moment. It's like an amalgamation of different stuffed animals stuffed like or, or added onto one. Uh, every fun fur in the store, she got it. She bought yeah. it. Um. And then her makeup is a bit different this week. She the makeup is confusing with the lashes. She put her she's a top set and then she's got the bottom set. She put the bottom set on like they're her top set. Yeah. Why wouldn't why did you flip them? The face is terrible. Like how have I I've asked this before? How have you been doing drag this long and not figured out how to do your makeup? Well, we haven't even seen them really say anything about her makeup yet on the show. Like all uh, they said was that, like, you black out your eyes so we can't see your eyes. And then here she is covering up her eyes with these insane lashes. Well, she drops her eyes so we can see her eyes. But, like, she's not, she doesn't know how to put the lashes on right. Yeah. Um, the face doesn't bother me, actually. I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. And then, The eyebrows, Vicky, they droop down. Uh... I can't see it. She's got a little fun fur bang on it. <laughs> but she's got, she's old stitched. She's got little scissors. I like how she presents this, too. It's very different. I actually really it like is. This. This is probably one of my favorite looks she's done. It's very fun. I'm into it. I give it a nut. I give it a nut. This is actually really fun for me. It's, you know, it's giving like, it doesn't give me a point of view. I mean, I kind of like that. She's taking a step away from the Tina Burr thing. Yeah. We need that sometimes. And the fact that they called this predictable as well? No. No, I disagree no. with that. No, they really get, I'm, listen, I'm not a huge Tina Burr fan, but like, huh. Like they were they were off base with Tina this episode, I feel. Com- completely. Okay, here comes Simone giving us some Foxy. Foxy Brown. Yes. This is uh, somebody is oh my god, somebody wants uh, her to step on their genitals with this look as a furry. Uh-huh. She can make a lot of money with this outfit. <laughs> she will. She is a fox and she's got little uh Daisy Dukes and a little uh-huh. I mean, that's really the outfit is really the Daisy Dukes and the tank top. Yeah, the torn tank top. It's such a fun, fun take on this concept. Very hot. It's like it's a sexy. mascot. It's mascot. Yeah. Um, it's such a fun, it's like, and it's unexpected from her, but it's still, it's still her brand. Uh-huh. She's still giving me Simone flavor with this, like with yeah. all the things she's added to it, but it's like also just unexpected. I wouldn't have expected this from her. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with this. Like this is, and then the shoes are like pony boots. So there's no heel on them. Right. It's really cool. This is really cool. Like I'm, this season might have some of the strongest looks and that's mostly Kara to Simone in any season. I was going to say they're all Simones. It's so good. Like she's definitely one of the strongest look queens that has ever been on the show. If not after the season is over, the best look queen on the show, period. I'm very excited for Simone's career after the show. Like, I want to see what magazines put her on the cover. Like, I want to see where she goes. Oh my God, she is a top model for sure. Yeah. Put this on Furries Weekly. <laughs> um, so it's a nut. Should we just, do we even need to say that? It is a nut. <laughs> 
goes without saying, here comes Scott Mick. So God has got the big cartoony eyes with some fun fur, big teeth, uh, pale little pasties, and she's got a little cute little like a uh, little uh, like a uh, 1950s teacher beehive. Yeah, I love everything about this, especially the makeup. I think it's stunning. I think she looks incredible. It's a great take on monster. It's a very conceptual look. It's fashion. I'm here for it. I love this too. They weren't crazy about this, but I actually love this. I this this a lot of people didn't like this runway. This is probably one of my favorite runways in the history of the show. No, it's good. The fact that like the, the skirt or the teeth. What's that? It's like the whole run, like everybody's runways. I just thought this was like such a great runway in general. Yeah, like everybody else just put on like a furry costume and she came out here with like the eyeballs on the sleeve or the shoulders and then like the skirt, teeth, like the teeth skirt was so cool. It's really cool. And I love that she was even saying that she has grown as a performer because she came in with yes. her makeup style that she likes to do. And now she's expanding beyond that. Like she's taking chances, which you got to do in the show. You got to take risks and she's doing it and it's paying off for the most part. And that's not just taking risks with makeup. She's like discovered her personality and that that's part of her brand as well as who she is as a person. It's great. This is fab. I love this. Nut. Yeah. Nut, 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 nut. Mm -hmm. After got comes. Another person. Olivia. And it could be Olivia. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Olivia is my favorite monster. The 1980s cartoon series. My pet monster. That's monster it. and a friend. Yes, this is almost kind of like um, what Crystal Method did, right? Yeah, the purple one. But I feel like she executed that much better because this is just a bodysuit with some fun fur yeah. um, around it. And then the headpiece is <laughs> kind of stupid. Yeah, so she's trying to give us like the monster under the bed. I immediately got um, a hormone monster from Big mouth? Yeah, a little, a little. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not crazy about this. No, because it's just like a costume. It's just what? like a- I don't yeah. like this at all. I really like the fun fur is just sitting on top of a, like a regular bodysuit. Um, and then the headpiece is just kind of um, like not, not well put together. Yeah, and like you look at Simone who also just like put on a furry costume, but then like dressed it up and made it a moment. And yeah. gave it curves and like gave it like, you know, I think feminine. Any other season, this would be like a pretty good look, I think. But I think in just in terms of this season and like the caliber of some of the looks they're delivering, this yeah. is a cut for me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna cut. I don't know what, I don't know what to do with this. You're not gonna cut it? I'll cut it, okay. With the, I'll, I'll bow to peer pressure here. <laughs> yeah, peer pressure. <laughs> Don't break my arm. Have some ketamine. K special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the club. VIP. Okay, here comes Rose giving us Sater Rose. Yeah. I, I think this is what go ahead. It's again, it's a bot it's similar to Olivia's in that it really is a bodysuit with some fur decaled on it but she's accentuated with these nails and the wig is really cool and the ear prosthetics are really cool and the makeup so really like it just it feels more well put together than olivia's it's a complete look and it and like it gives her shape it gives her um a stunning silhouette like i think it's i think she looks beautiful she looks no. really sexy actually this is actually the same coat i had the red coat but she's yes uh, because she has a similar coat yeah she's cut it up and that's actually a really interesting thing 
uh, going on the show to think about is like reusing the looks that you've already used. Yes. And creating them into new looks, which is what she did with this, basically. Yes. Um, so you can check out her Instagram. She's done a makeup similar to this with the code I, the code I have as well, uh, but very uh, different ways we're doing it. But it's just interesting to see how she's developed a new look out of it. It's kind of great. And, and it inspires me to like take my looks I've already used and make re remake them into th other things. Yeah, repurpose them. Yeah, repurpose. I give this yeah, a upcycle. Whole nut. I love this. This is great for her. It it really I'm I'm in like in love with this look. It actually is my favorite look on the runway. I I yeah, this is my I would say Simone and Rose. And mm -hmm. it's hard. this is a tough run. They all did really good, minus Olivia and Candy in my mind. I think everybody else yeah. did pretty pretty good. Yeah. And for Rosé, this is a really strong look because a lot of her looks have been missing for me and this is so different from the rest of them. I wish we had a lot more of this kind of energy that she put into her looks. Right. Not. Not. Right, that I is it. it. That is it. We, 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 did the, we did the feedback from the judges already. You're right. So that is one and done. And then we find out, uh, they go into Untucked. Anything remarkable there? Um, well, Tina gets a message from her mom who, um, it's Sue. a lovely message. Sue Burner. Sue? Is her name Sue? Sue Burner, yeah. Sue Burner? Sue. Um, Sue, Sue Burner. She, it's a lovely message. It's really, like, heartwarming to watch. And, like, Tina's crying a lot because they did not have an easy upbringing with mom because of mom's uh, depression. Like, manic, what is it, um, bipolar? What did she have? Oh, right. And she had this conversation with Elliot earlier in the season. So this is kind of yeah. a full circle moment with that. Yeah. 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 Um, we, I feel like we've, the part of the thing I'm having with some of them is a lot of people open up a lot on the show. And then some people yeah. don't open up at all. And at I think all. Rose hasn't opened up at all. Yeah. And that's why I'm, I'm having a lot of problems. Like, I'm not getting anything out of you. You're not opening up at all. You're just like a perfect little box. And but I mean, like, Rosé may not have major trauma to expose on the show. Like, I've never personally had anything, like, super traumatic happen. I've dealt with depression and stuff like that. But that's pretty standard, I feel. <laughs> like, there's nothing... I mean, I don't want her to make anything up. But also, if you're just, like, lived a perfect life, I don't like you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, then. Sorry. I mean, that's what I'm getting at, Rose. But Tina, I have, I also haven't gotten a lot out of Tina yet either, you know? So, yeah. Um, it just connects you to the characters a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas people like, you know, Candy, we've heard a lot from Candy. Uh huh. All right. We sure have heard a lot from Candy. We sure have. And uh, what are they saying? And I'm talked about who they think is going to make it to the finals. And they're all kind of right. saying the people we it's like Simone Rose um, and Gomic. Simone Rose and Gomic are the, are the top three names plus Candy. Which leads um, me to believe when they do these things, it's a foreshadowing of, I don't think that's going to be the top. Right. That they wouldn't usually just spell that out like that, even though for us it's very clear as an audience. Right. Um, uh, Olivia's giving us a little Ellie Diamond moment of being like, well, I see myself in the top. Why don't they see me in the top? <laughs> like, girl, you're clearly in the bottom right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Olivia has shown a very strong hand for the first half of the season. Like, she won two challenges. That I didn't think she should have won, really. But okay. Yeah, I, I was okay with those wins for her. I thought she deserved them. 
she's been okay for me. I honestly, I feel like she's one of those sleeper people. I know she's not going to win. Um, and right. again, I'm just waiting for her. She's one of those filler queens again. Whereas Denali wasn't a filler queen. I thought she could have gone farther. And so, I don't know, Olivia, but maybe she might surprise me. Maybe she makes it to the final two. Maybe that's the twist. I don't get filler from Olivia. I, get I don't a, know I get, why. I get a, a, a mouthful of teeth filler. Yeah. Yeah. Rose did say she's jealous of her teeth. Rosie does this thing too, like, oh, baby, baby, baby. Yeah, 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 she does say baby a lot. Hey, baby. Fuck it, Rosé. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, Rosé. We have the same coat, we're sisters. Uh-huh. You're both right. comedy queens. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> do you know whose dick I've had to suck to get where I'm at? I do. And I have not gotten very far. Because <laughs> I've been sucking the wrong dicks. Uh oh. All right. So what happened? That's it in Untouched, right? Nothing really happens. Right. We're past the drama. Drama happened this episode three, and that was it. Yeah, it's fun seeing Gomic in the bottom because Gomic hasn't been in the bottom yet. Yeah, she's a little shook. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we find out who the winner is, and Simone is the winner, and. Turns out there's two winners. Wow, Rose gets a win too, which I don't think she needed. Yeah, so and so they said Candy was safe first, and obviously her runway sucked so bad. But I would have, I think she could have actually won. I think she, I mean, you hated it, but I liked it a lot. Um, I thought she could have won this, but her runway sucked. No, Simone's was way better than Candy. I don't know. Like, they're both funny to me. Simone was, like, incredible, but, like, Candice was very funny. Rosé was Rosé, and that's fine, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have given her a double win. I don't understand why they did that. Well, they're all, I don't know, they're all in the top. I, I don't know. The rest of them were in the bottom, basically. It was Tina, Utica, Got, and Olivia all on the bottom. Yeah. And we find out the bottom two isn't Olivia and Gottmik, it's Utica and Tina. Yeah. Is that what your bottom two? No, my bottom two was Utica, but it was with Olivia. And Utica knows this, and the whole end talk, she was like, I'm in the bottom. I know. I'm in the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Um, you would have put it Olivia? I would have put Olivia instead of Tina. I didn't think Tina should have been there. I think this should have shook Tina, and she should have been like, oh my god, I'm near the bottom, because I don't think she's going to go very far past that. Right. But I didn't think she should have been in the bottom for this. I thought it should have been like, I would have put Olivia. Yeah, you're right. Make no mistake. I have no problem with Tina going home, but I wanted to be for a valid reason, and I don't think it was valid this week. I didn't. Same, same, same. All right, so they're yeah. thinking it's Tina and Utica. They're doing Black Eyed Peas, My Humps. My hump, my humps. My hump, my hump. What a fun choice. I have to tell you, this is like, this is, my, this is a really fun lip sync, and the, what they're wearing. Yes. And this is just, for me, this is just like a perfect show. Like, and this is the drag show I personally want to attend. Agreed. Like, and again, going to the song choice, like, it's like, it's multiple singers doing the song, right? Mm-hmm. But it's still funny. It's just funny to watch, like, Tina as this fucking fluffy John Candy from Spaceballs <laughs> character. <laughs> Was his name Rolf? Yeah. No. I don't remember. Oh, God. Yeah. And then Neil, as just this ooky spooky, like, like they both look like cartoon characters. It was very fun. Yeah. It was highly entertaining 
and Tina fucking murdered that shit. I think she came out there and like just completely sold it. Was hilarious. Was dancing. Was given everything the song called for. I mean, they both stayed in the characters that they were wearing. I mean, it was kind of Roger Rabbit versus Morticia. And I like that Utica was doing like, um, you know, this kind of ooky spooky woman character. Like she didn't do, she was playing. Yeah, I just like how she in, in, inhabited the song. So I thought they were both great. Honestly, it's good. It's hard for me to decide who won this. Who won it for you? Tina, 100%. See, I thought Utica, I mean, they're on par for me. This was a close call. If there was ever, the Candy Simone thing was not a double save moment. I just think they should have carried that on somewhere else in the season. That was not, there's been so many great double saves. That was not yeah. it for me. Um, and when there's lip syncs that are stronger than that later in the season, it just makes it look so illegitimate. Right. And this is why I, I did think Tina and I mean, Candy and Simone were a good, uh, were like both did a great job in theirs, but I would have rather seen the double save go to Olivia and Denali. I mean, nowadays we're all going to be like, why wasn't this a double save? It's going to be it's yeah. gonna be every episode. <laughs> yeah. But I'm happy people are leaving. I don't care who goes home. It's Tina Burner. <sighs> yeah, I think she got done dirty. I don't think she deserved to be in the bottom. And I don't think she deserved to go home for that lip sync. Yeah, it didn't make t- it didn't make sense. But I was also like, she wasn't giving anything. Like, she didn't have a win. She wasn't really near the top anymore. Um, it, w- it, w- it was what it was at this point. Yeah. And that is it for this week's episode. Tina went home. And next week, oh my God, I'm really excited for this next episode. It's a roast. It's a yes. roast. And it's Miss Congenialities are going to be there. It's going to be so fun. The nice girls roast. Oh, I love this idea. So clever. So good. Yeah. And, can't uh, wait. I'm kind of excited to see Utica do stand up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how that's going to go. I think she's going home next. She may be going home next. She may. It could be anybody. Could be anybody. Watch it be Rose. Oh my God. Okay. Well, if Rose knocks it up at the park, we're going to be eating, you know, crow. We will. We'll eat all, we'll eat some crow. But I've been waiting. I've been waiting to eat crow. So, you know, it's about time. Mmm. All right, that is this week's episode. Thank you for listening, Squirrels. Remember to follow us, subscribe, all those things. Follow us on Instagram, Squirrel Talk Podcast. And our weekly episodes of RuPaul's Progress Season 13 will be moving to Mondays. Wow! So uh, make sure you subscribe to get a little ding, ding, when our new episodes come up. And we will hopefully be finishing the season before the end of the year. Talk to you later, Squirrels. Bye. Goodbye now. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. So